From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Bridging the digital divide. When the early months of the pandemic forced us online for everything from school to work to ordering groceries, many people who don't have reliable internet access were left behind. We had kids that were sitting in uh, their, high, their school parking lots trying to do homework before the internet was shut off. We have found that there are almost 2,000 families in our, in our community who don't have access to the internet. Every single job in the future, no matter what that job is, there's going to be some element of technology. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Ashley Korslin in for Laurel Porter. The digital divide affects millions of people who don't have access to the internet or reliable technology, and that affects almost everything we do. But bridging the gap requires businesses, nonprofits, and government agencies to come together and bring affordable and high quality connectivity. Today, we are highlighting a partnership between the city of Portland and Comcast. They are teaming up to promote digital literacy and equity in our community. Joining me is Rebecca Brown, the senior director of Community Impact for Comcast Pacific Northwest, and also Lena Gonzalez, the Digital Equity Coordinator for the City of Portland's Office for Community Technology. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Well, Lena, let's start with you. Explain to us what the digital divide is and the barriers that it creates for families. Thank you. That's a very good, uh, great question. So the digital divide is often defined as the gap between those that have uh, affordable access, skills, and support and to engage online and those that do not. So uh, this gap actually prevents equal participation and opportunity mm -hmm. in all parts of life, right? So uh, primarily it does affect people of color, indigenous peoples, peoples with disabilities, um, as well as our low-income households and our uh, older adults. And it can be not just a lack of internet connection, but the technology needed to correct. access correct. the internet. That is correct. So when we talk about digital equity and inclusion, most often we are uh, doing our very best to address uh, the three main pillars. And those three pillars are affordable, fast, mm -hmm. and robust internet, mm -hmm. uh, internet-enabled devices that meet the needs of the user, as well as digital skills. And Rebecca, Comcast, of course, is one of our largest internet service providers. How has your company really seen the digital divide manifest around the country? Right. It's. I mean, it's apparent everywhere, right, that the digital divide exists. And I think the pandemic really shone a spotlight on that gap. I mean, suddenly so many of us were working from home, right? We're at home, we're working from home, our children are trying to do school online yep. and it became more important than ever to have that reliable home internet connection. But folks across the country, here in our communities, there's still that gap. I think locally, there's almost 20% of, you know, Oregonians don't have that broadband connection and or device. So it was looking at how do we come together, community, 
the social sectors, the private and public sectors, and how do we work to address this need? Clearly, th this issue, the digital divide, has always been there. Mm -hmm. But I think, Rebecca, you, you nailed it when the, the pandemic really highlighted it, really exacerbated mm -hmm. it, and brought it to the forefront when students are trying to, to go to school, we're mm -hmm. trying to work remotely. Um, Lena, what did you and your office experience when the pandemic started and you, you really saw this right. glaring issue right. in front of you? How did that play out? Right, so I'll take us back in time just a little bit there. Um, at the direction of Portland City Council, our office has actually been working to address digital adoption uh, barriers uh, since 2016, mm -hmm. right? Um, when council adopted a digital equity action plan. So we were well positioned uh, with the support of council when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. um, council invested a total of 8.5 million in uh, federal COVID response funding to support community in uh, digital adoption. And the way that we were, that our office uh, was able to do that was uh, by creating a tech kit program that delivered technology, connectivity, and digital skills into community. And I'm sure that was very well needed, well received at the time. So, so, so needed, and yeah. we can still do more. Absolutely. Um, Rebecca, Comcast has been a, a big player in this sphere for a long time. In fact, in 2011, Comcast launched the Internet Essentials Program, and that really helped connect more than 10 million people, if not more than that, around the country have access to Internet for the very first time in their lives. Since then, Comcast has committed another billion dollars over the course of 10 or so years uh, to really strengthen digital equity. Tell us why Comcast has that commitment. Why is it so important to this company? It is so important to this company because it's part of who and what we are, right? It's taking a look at what we can provide our tools and resources and how can we help our communities make a difference. And so we're so proud of the Internet Essentials Program that, as you alluded to, Ashley, has been around for over a decade. And when we hit that mark, um, it was sort of around the time of the pandemic, and we wanted to double down and announce that billion-dollar commitment for another 10 years to advance digital equity. And it's about ensuring that folks have access with our Internet Essentials program that is a low-cost home internet solution for households that qualify that comes with a Wi-Fi enabled router and it addresses some of those the three main barriers that Lena referred to it's about affordability right at $9.95 under $10 a month that these households can get internet for folks that don't have a device they could purchase a computer for under $150 and then they also have access through our partners and through an online platform to get some of that digital skills building so it's programs like that and then with our investment moving forward it's about looking at our community partners and resources that are doing work teaching those digital skills um, and how do we partner and come to the table alongside them like the office for community technology and find programs that can best serve our community in this way um, i think Oh, sorry, Ash, I didn't know. No, I was going to say it really does take <laughs> like a village, excited, though. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I love your passion. It's very evident. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. No, I was just going to share, too. And then with the government's announcement around the Affordable Connectivity Program, mm -hmm. so this $14.2 billion funding to help households that qualify pay for their internet service. So through the Affordable Connectivity Program, qualifying households can receive up to $30 a month of credit mm -hmm. off their internet bill. 
and those that live on qualifying tribal lands can receive up to $75 a month. So again, trying to address that affordability yeah, and Comcast working together, right, with the government, mm -hmm. that applies. You could get internet essentials for free. And every dollar really does <laughs> every, help because at the end of the day, when people have to be forced between paying for prescriptions or uh, groceries, things right. like that, that cost savings is really important, important. to them. Yes. Um, Lena, the city of Portland has a, a great model to address some of the issues that we're talking about today, and mm -hmm. that is the Digital Navigators Pilot Program Tell us where this came from and, and what it is exactly. Okay, so uh, there, it, again, a bit of history behind this as well. Uh, this has been long in the making and um, under the leadership of our commissioner, Commissioner uh, Carbon Rubio, uh, the and Portland City Council has sent since taken a longer, well, shall we say, a longer range vision mm -hmm. to support digital adoption by supporting our office in establishing uh, the city's first ever digital inclusion fund, um, which brings funding resources uh, to the table on an ongoing basis. And this is a very, uh, a very important component to funding, which is sustainable funding. Um, this year's funding actually put 250,000 uh, into community to build this digital, uh, the community digital navigator uh, pilot program. Um, so that's how it that's how it came about, mm -hmm. and we we are incredibly excited um, that we are currently in process with with all of our grantees. And we're going to talk about that funding and some of yes. the grants um, <laughs> in just a moment. Yes. Um, but let's, Rebecca, I'm going to toss this question to you. Okay. We're going to put something up on the screen that really highlights um, the success of this Navigators program, and this is a study that Comcast did with a consulting group mm -hmm. that looked at the Digital Navigators program, and and this graphic really just illustrates the success here, it found 86% of people improved their digital skills. Um, that that number alone, 86% is huge, Rebecca. Talk about some of the findings here. It is huge. And and just to kind of share digital navigators, right, what that is, is a, an individual that is trained to help the community address and look for support around those digital inclusion barriers, right? It's about mm -hmm. providing them that access and information. So yeah, this study showed, and this is nationally, and excited to share that one of our own Multnomah County Libraries was a part of this study that not only 86% thrived in that, but 65% of the respondents that had that digital navigator support were able to access an internet connection and or a device, like a computer or a tablet. 85% were, were saying that they were able to now use the internet more. They found themselves, I think, more comfortable, sure. more knowledgeable around how to use the internet and were online more. And I think we also found that in language matters when you can have the opportunity to provide materials in language for the community to teach those digital skills in language the absorption of that knowledge just increases mm -hmm. it, because it can really be overwhelming it, i think to to people who aren't familiar with different terms on the computer on the internet um, we've all been there with a family member a parent a grandparent and really right. teaching those mm -hmm. those skills and having them understand what it is, what it um, is. that confidence building is really mm -hmm. crucial mm -hmm. um, and Lena I'm guessing I know we talked about those national statistics there but sure. uh, have you seen similar success locally so what we've seen here locally as a result of our uh, sort of the response to our tech kit projects mm -hmm. is that there there is always a need for technology. There's always a need for connectivity solutions, right. but one, uh, one major component of that are, you know, is digital navigators. Uh, these are you know, um, essentially folks in community that are uh, community members themselves that help 
people connect, but also to do tasks such as establish an email account. Sure. Right? Um, and that, the, the way that the Digital Inclusion Fund uh, is designed actually, is to be responsive to community identified needs. So as a, re as a result of that, as a result of us going back to folks and saying, okay, you know, we've got the, the, the tech there, you know, we've got some connectivity solutions, what, what is next? And uh, that is how they, this pilot program came about. So you touched on it earlier about mm -hmm. the Digital Inclusion Fund and some of the grant funding. So part of the Digital Navigators program is mm -hmm. this grant funding, awarding these grants. Mm -hmm. Um, over the summer, you announced and then awarded the funding to several nonprofits. How right. did that process work? And tell us about some of those organizations. Right. So um, <laughs> this was one of my most favorite things um, because the fund, in and of itself, is designed to be community-centered. We launched a very robust and. Um, I would say long-term, mm -hmm. long-ish um, <laughs> engagement process uh, as the grant was being written, right? And um, before its release. And the purpose of that was so that we can incorporate ideas and voices from those who are most impacted by the digital divide. Uh, we also fused uh, elements of participatory grant making and into its design and what that is um, and what that means is that uh, grant making decisions are actually being made uh, by the people most impacted by a social issue. So these are two really important components mm -hmm. of, of its design. Um, so to our grantees I will say that as part of that uh, we had community members who volunteered uh, to be part of uh, the selection committee um, and they were the ones that actually made the funding decisions um, or which projects and which organizations to fund. So it was out of our hands even to that extent and into communities' hands. And so that's, you're absolutely right. Uh, we announced our grantees. Mm -hmm. Our grantees are the Rosewood Initiative, uh, Afro Village and Free Geek. And then the wonderful Comcast team joined our efforts and funded the United Congolese Community Organization of Oregon. Yay. Okay. <laughs> We're incredibly fortunate, as you can tell by our, you know, beaming faces yes. here. Um, <laughs> a lot of pride. <laughs> yes, so, I'm trying to hold still. Uh, we're so, so fortunate to have built uh, a great working relationship mm -hmm. uh, with Comcast, with the Comcast team. Uh, they've been engaged and enthusiastic mm -hmm. throughout this process, so. I know this video will make you smile because we were discussing this earlier and you lit up here, um, but we have some video from the first event to uh, promote this program. This was yes. earlier uh, this fall in October. Tell us what we're seeing here and what, uh, what was happening here. So this was, yes, this is incredibly exciting. This was our in-community event that was held at the Rosewood Initiative. Uh, we had each of our community organizations, Afro Village, Rosewood, Free Geek, um, this event was actually to kick off National Digital Inclusion Week, um, and our team worked with Comcast to hold this event where folks could join a digital skills workshop and learn about connectivity resources. So, 
Uh, a lot of uh, positivity happening. <laughs> yes, yeah. there yeah. were even a few devices awarded and handed out that day too. So folks got to take away a computer with them at the end of that yeah. event, which that is pretty exciting. Yeah. That is wonderful. Well, yeah. Rebecca and Lena, thank you both for being here. We will take a short break, but when we come back, we're hearing from the nonprofit Free Geek, which works to expand access to technology through reuse and recycling. And we'll talk about the, the demand it's seeing throughout the area when we return. And welcome back to Straight Talk. Today we are examining the digital divide and how various local agencies are working together to bring affordable internet and technology to all people in our communities. We are joined again by Lena Gonzalez, the Digital Equity Coordinator for the City of Portland's Office for Community Technology. And also joining us now is Juan Mudo, the Executive Director of Free Geek. Uh, welcome again, Lena. Juan, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having us. Juan, let's start with your organization. Free Geek is a phenomenal organization in our area. Tell us uh, the, your mission, what do you do? Free Geek is a digital equity organization here in Portland, Oregon. And for the last 22 years, we've been connecting our community members to technology hardware, digital literacy, uh, digital navigation now, and um, at same time doing that through technology reuse. And I should mention that Free Geek is one of the nonprofits that received the grant funding we were discussing earlier with Lena and Rebecca through the Digital Navigators pilot program. Um, Juan, what sort of demand are you seeing right now and how will this funding help your organization? Yeah, so, you know, Free Geek's known about the digital divide for, you know, quite some time. Over the pandemic, that was amplified. So we saw anywhere from 750 to 1,000 percent demand, wow. increased demand um, for our services. Um, and what the digital navigation pilot program and that grant was able to do for us is, you know, help with capacity to be able to serve our community members more. Specifically those that needed one-on-one -on -one support to understand how to use their new computer, how to understand the, navigating the internet, and also what does support look like for them after those things happen. Lena, uh, let's talk about the grants a little bit. When sure. what, what made organizations like Free Geek stand out as uh, an award recipient to your team when they were, were judging these? <laughs> what do you think it was about I'm them? going to, to try to read minds <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think what's really unique amongst all of our grantees is that uh, we have some very well-established and, you know, what we I, we would consider uh, Free Geek a very long-standing uh, organization that is able to serve and help so many community members. Mm -hmm. And what's really fantastic about this group of grantees is that we have our um, our institutions. I would consider it as right <laughs> institutions such as Free Geek. Um, but we also have some emerging nonprofits that are actually going to be utilizing uh, the funds to uh, completely uh, establish, right, completely build an entirely new uh, digital navigation or digital skills uh, services and programming. And because we've also kind of created this community of practice, those organizations can look to, um, uh, or, you know, orgs such as Free Geek for, you know, for connections and for advice. Juan, if you can go into a little more detail about this funding, looking ahead to the next five or so years for Free Geek, um, how will this really help open the doors to, to connecting and uh, more people in the community? Yeah, what this funding means for us is that we're able to work with other community-based organizations mm -hmm. and, um, and, um, and identify specific 
needs that you know within the community. So that means that um, not everybody has the same you know need for techno for digital equity or sure. digital you know. Uh, their needs are all different. The needs are different. Sure. And so what we're able to do with this is work with other organizations who um, are starting from scratch, who are already working with a specific population that has a specific need, and Free Geek is able to to expand on those relationships and work across organizations. I'm kind of curious, um, now that we're uh, you know, in this phase of the pandemic, at first I, I know the need was immense, um, but over the last year, have you seen the needs change or what are some of the, the biggest questions you get from the people you serve? Yeah, the, the biggest need or the biggest shift that, I, that we've seen is the one-on-one -on -one support, mm -hmm. support in various languages, um, individualized, um, you know, uh, assessment of need. Um, and we've also recognized that some folks might not need, um, you know, a computer, but they just might need to understand how to navigate the internet. Right. And so that is how the digital navigation program, uh, that helps us serve those, those specific communities with those specific needs. So when we think about digital divide, it's not one blanket. Right. solution to solving it is, all right, now we understand it exists. How do we understand the specific needs of our community? And, and that's, that's what we're discovering right now. How do we close those gaps? And for anyone who may not need assistance, they can also donate to Free Geek. Tell us what you uh, accept as far as techn use technology. Absolutely. One of the ways that we can do the work that we do is through technology reuse. We're trying to tackle multiple social issues at once. Mm -hmm. So you can donate technology to Free Geek simply by visiting freegeek.org and uh, following our instructions on the website. Or you can come to our Southwest location and, um, and drop off technology donations there. We also would love our businesses um, and because uh, it takes a village, and you know we right. talked about that today, to uh, talk to Free Geek about ways that we can reuse their technology that they're no longer using using in their offices or in their buildings. We can safely handle their data and reuse that technology and give it back to communities that need it most. And you're talking laptops, uh, phones. I mean, give us an idea of what you laptops, would take. desktops, uh, you know, uh, tablets, phones, anything that we can re reuse, rebuild, and connect to the internet. Was there anything, Juan, that you learned through this grant process? Maybe advice for other organizations who could apply in the future? Yeah, I, I think that the main thing here is partnerships. The way that we're going to solve this is together. So companies like Comcast, the city of Portland, nonprofit organizations getting together and talking about the real needs and then getting to work. Lena, uh, let's talk about future funding possibilities. I know there may not be some concrete dates lined out yet because you have awarded the grants recently, um, right. but what uh, any organizations or people interested in the future, what should they know? Right, so that's true. We're still very busy at work here on our uh, pilot program, our community digital navigators, um, and we do continue to work with community to focus on what's needed, right, and what solutions will fit best. Um, if, what's, what's important though, we want people to know that this program exists and that community members can reach out to us um, if they're having trouble finding services and the way that they can do that is through connecting Portland at portlandoregon.gov and we will be there to assist. I want to just kind of throw a question out looking into the future and you know all of us are, are very busy in our lives but really it is important to to know that this is a a huge issue 
connection to internet um, technology is a lifeline for so many people that I think a lot of us take for granted. Um, Juan, let's start with you. What would you like to see improved upon in our communities? What is a, a sort of call to action to those who are at home watching this? How can we all get involved to really bridging this gap? Yeah, the, the main call to, call to action around here is just knowledge, right? Uh, those of us who live in this technology world that have access to technology sometimes don't think about technology access as needing water and food and air to exist. Right. And uh, our community should understand that there are about 20 to 30 percent of folks that don't have that in their lives. So I think it starts with that. Mm -hmm. And Lena, how about you? What, what would you like to see changed or we can something we can all do? Something we can all do. Um, well, I think I think you touched on it uh, earlier, and this is something that I really would like to emphasize. Um, I think there is power in collaboration, right? We are all at work. We are all contributing um, in close partnership, right? There are dedicated people at your city uh, yep. and the people in community, and the best thing to do is get together and get to work. Really working together. You have yes. proven right. that today. Thank yes. you both, Juan and Lena, for being here with us today. If you would like to learn more about the uh, what we've talked about today, more information on the City of Portland's Digital Navigators Pilot Program, and to be added to a community outreach list for future funding opportunities, you can email connectingportland at portlandoregon.gov. And to learn more about Comcast's Internet Essentials Program, and the federal government's affordable connectivity program, you can visit xfinity.com IE. We'd like to thank Lena Gonzalez, Juan Mudo, and Rebecca Brown for joining us on this edition of Straight Talk. Remember, you can get Straight Talk as a podcast. Search for KGW Straight Talk wherever you get your podcasts and find us on the KGW YouTube channel. Want to let you know we're off next week for the holiday, but we will be back in two weeks. Have a happy Thanksgiving.